Hello, and welcome to Cowboys Cody's Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about everything to do with the Cowboys, whether that be about the upcoming games, trades, previous seasons, or current events. I will be talking about it from the perspective of a Cowboys fan. Go Cowboys! This episode, we're going to start off by talking about the pregame stats going into the Buccaneers game. In the five games Dak Prescott played last year, he averaged 371 yards per game, 68 completion percentage, 1.8 touchdowns per game, 8.4 yards per attempt, 99.6 passer rating, 73.1 QB rating, and 18.6 rushing yards per game. The Cowboys last year rushed for 112 yards per game, less than a touchdown per game. 4.2 yards per rushing attempt. Receiving, they had 260 yards per game and 1.5 touchdowns per game. So it's kind of obvious that they had a better receiving game than rushing game. And I discussed that last episode, but you can see that in the stats too. Last season, the Cowboys defense allowed 159 rushing yards per game and then 228 yards in the air per game. They allowed just over a touchdown, a rushing touchdown per game, and they allowed just over two passing touchdowns per game. Overall, the defense allowed 28.5 points per game. Now let's compare those stats to the stats of the Buccaneers game. Dak Prescott finished with 403 yards, a 72 completion percentage, three touchdowns, and one interception. Ezekiel Elliott had 11 carries for 33 yards and no touchdowns, while Tony Pollard had three carries for 14 yards and zero touchdowns. Amari Cooper had 13 receptions for 139 yards and two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb had seven receptions for 104 yards and one touchdown. Michael Gallup had four receptions for 36 yards and zero touchdowns. Don Schultz had six receptions for 45 yards and zero touchdowns. Greg Zerline was three for six, including the extra point that he missed. Overall, the offense scored 29 points. The defense forced four turnovers, two interceptions, and two fumbles, zero sacks. They allowed 379 yards. They allowed four touchdowns and 31 points as a whole. The Cowboys had 24 points per game. Now that we know the stats, let's discuss the game. Before the game, a lot of people had the Cowboys game blown out. They We were the obvious underdogs in the game. The Cowboys were, and, you know, why wouldn't they? No one really knew about their defense if they were going to be successful versus a top offense like the Buccaneers, their offense, you know, that coming back after almost a full season for playing, no one knew if he was going to be back fully, you know, 100% healthy, 100% like he would if he weren't injured at all. The game really started out good defensively. They forced a three now, and then they got the ball somewhere like around the five-yard line, which wasn't a promising start like position possession wise. But then Dak made an excellent throw to Mario Cooper and they were based they were moving 
the ball the first drive, and they looked actually really, really good. And it was nice to see Dak being back and him looking really good. But obviously, a drop, several drops by C.D. Lambs stalled the drive, and they had a punt. Their defense overall looked better than last year, if I'm being honest. Their secondary, at least, they allowed several plays, most namely Anthony Brown against Antonio Brown. Trevon Diggs did absolutely amazing against Mike Evans. He only allowed one reception and three targets. He's He looks like a lockdown corner for the Cowboys, and I'm really happy that we got him and that he is able to be very good because we need someone like him. The Cowboys' defense was either the only team or one of the only teams that didn't sack the QB. Now, Tom Brady does throw the ball out really quickly. I think he is number one in that category, but no sacks. There's not really much pressures either that I saw. So I hope they improve that in the upcoming games because, like I mentioned in the previous episode, they're going to really need to step up and help the corners because it really does. The pressures really help the corners because it forces the QB to make potentially bad throws. Like we saw one pressure and Tom Brady made a risky pass to, uh, I forgot who, and it could have been intercepted. The announcer even said that that was a horrible throw and decision for Tom Brady to throw it to him. It wasn't a horrible throw, but it was a horrible decision to throw it to him because it could have easily been picked off. That's why we. I'm saying we need. they need to get more pressures. And I really am confident in Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, so I have faith that they can do it in other players as well. So one of the struggles of this game was Greg Zerline. He was 3-for-6, like I previously mentioned. He missed two field goals, one 30-some yarder and another 60-yarder at towards the end of the half. And then he missed an extra point. The 30-yarder one he missed, the next drive, the Buccaneers fumbled the ball. And then we got it, the Cowboys got it back and then scored a touchdown. So maybe it's better than he missed. But the 60-yarder is quite long. But I feel like, you know, it would be huge for him to make it. I don't think it was inaccurate. Maybe it was, like, off. But I didn't think it had the juice to get there, but but maybe it was off target. But he did say he was coming back from an injury, and he, that still might be affecting him. But I think the Cowboys need to look in for at least some competition for him. I just saw that they signed a someone to their practice squad. But if... You have a kicker that keeps on missing. That might lose the game for you because I've seen countless games like the Vikings in the playoffs. You need a consistent kicker because, sure, they may not seem as important, but you don't know how important it is until they screw you over in games. 
The O-line did not allow as much pressures and, and sacks that I honestly anticipated coming into this game, so I think they did a really good job. I mean, Dak did get the ball off quickly as well, but they did great. Um, The run game, well, it wasn't that good. I didn't really expect it to be. I didn't really expect it to be that good because they're going against the number one rush defense. So it's basically like running against a brick wall. So they only rushed the ball, ran the ball 14 times, which isn't good because coming in this game, you'd expect them to run more because of you want to put pressure on Dak, but that's not, it's not just that. Any game, you don't want to rush for that little throw for over 50, over 50 times. But they did say, Kellen Moore did say after the game, like several days after that, they did call 28 runs, but Dak didn't like the look of the defense, so he changed it, so there's that. So, yeah. And I don't really expect them to be successful in the run game going against the number one rush defense because when they did run, they didn't really run for much. Ezekiel Elliott had one high run of like 10 or 11 yards. So it wouldn't have worked out for them if they kept on running. So I'm not too upset about that. So yeah, sure, Ezekiel Elliott may not have been that successful in the run game. He actually did play an important role because he did blocking, which was huge because that prevented sacks, pressure, so he did play an important role in that. So ultimately, it was a good game. It did come down to the last two drives. You know, when the Bucks they were driving their defense, the Cowboys' defense was not able to stop them, and it, they wouldn't have. They were close to scoring another touchdown to most likely in the game there. But Chris Godwin, or was it someone else? I think it was Godwin. He tried making a move. And then he fumbled it into the end zone. And then which absolutely changed the game because now the Cowboys recovered and now they have the chance. And people are criticizing, I think it was Jordan Lewis who recovered it. But I thought he stepped out of the end zone at first when he got the ball, which I feel like he, if he got, I think if he got tackled in the end zone, it would have been a touchback for, in the Bucks' favor. But anyway, anyway, that fumble was very crucial because that stopped them from getting points and gave Cowboys offense a chance to score. So they did drive the ball, the Cowboys offense did, and which was stalled by a penalty, and then they couldn't get the yards back to get a first down, so they attempted a field goal, which, you don't know, if that wasn't a given with Zerline being inconsistent, but he actually did make it, and I was shocked and happy at the same time. So then, but there was a minute and a half left. Like, what would you have done? Like, honestly, like, they could have gone for it. It was a third and short, I believe, or fourth and short. So maybe they should have gone for it, but if they hadn't, then at least getting the field goal would not put them out of the game. But... Yeah, it was it could have probably been a better idea to go for it. But it came down to 
the Buccaneers had the get got the ball back with a minute and a half, which is way too much time. And so all they had to get was a field goal, which even even if they only if they had to get a touchdown, I feel like that's too much time. But with zero timeouts, maybe not. But I think they had one timeout coming into that drive, but. They drove down the field, Rob Gronkowski caught the ball and, you know, kept on running with it. But then something happened. Everything, like, Tom Brady threw the ball to Godwin. There is an obvious shove-off. You cannot tell me it wasn't a shove-off, push-off. And it was offensive pass interference. But, of course, the refs loving Tom Brady and stuff. They didn't call it. And then Tom Brady made some obvious grounding out of bounds which should have been penalized and then they kicked the field goal it was in and the Buccaneers ended up winning so the refs absolutely love Brady so like I'm not saying they lost because of that because who knows what Brady could have done he could have you know, made some plays out of bounds and then kicked the field goal. So I'm not completely blaming on that. But really, if this happened last season versus the Rams. It was an, a catch by Michael Gallup. And, and, but they called pass interference, offensive pass interference on him because Jalen Ramsey is a great actor. So they called it on him. So then that they were around the 30-yard line anyway that lost the game for them. But anyway, they lost, and that's obviously upsetting. But can't really blame the game because there's stuff we could the Cowboys could have done better the entire game, not just the last drive. So here's what I think the Cowboys need to improve on from here on out. Like I said, I did notice an improvement from last year on the defense. But they still need to improve. You know, I, I love what Tremont Diggs is doing. But, like, players like Anthony Brown, safeties, um, I even feel like linebackers, they still gave up a lot of plays. And I know they were playing a top three defense, I mean, offense. So I'm not too upset by the performance because if it was last year, you already know they're going to score. They're going to allow the offense to score every drive. So, I did notice an improvement, but they still need to improve on offense. O-line also needs to stay strong. You know, they need to improve as well. Now that they lost Leo Collins due to suspension, and they're going against Joey Bosa next week, which I'm kind of nervous about. But the run game needs to work because if it's anything like last season this this game is not this season is not going to go well without the run game being successful with Ezekiel Elliott and Greg Zerline needs to make those field goals man he needs to be more consistent now on to the next game against the Chargers I think this is going to be a high scoring game for both teams Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense scored 20 points against one of the greatest defenses in the league. And the Cowboys are a high-scoring team. 
with they have a lot of weapons too so this can go back and forth and none of these defenses should scare the other team especially the Cowboys defense so I think this is going to be a high scoring one so the Chargers do have Joey Bosa who is going to be a danger in the passing game as he will inevitably rush stack a lot of times and be successful because he is a very good player. I do think that the run game will improve. I think they will run the ball more. And if that happens, if Zeke and the Cowboys are able to rush well, they can take control of the game because they're obviously running down the clock. And if they're successful during running, this is more useful in later game. But that's something we wouldn't be able to do last week. Justin Herbert is also a threat throwing the ball with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and I trust Diggs, Trevon Diggs to cover whoever he covers, but obviously he could still make mistakes, but the, the defense still has a challenge against these wide receivers and Austin Eckler, their defensive line had a major blow yesterday to Marcus Lawrence. Got injured, he broke his foot and is out for six to eight weeks, which sucks so much. So Austin Eckler will probably be better running the ball game because of that. And Randy Gregory's out with COVID, so our defensive line wasn't able to rush the passer last week. But now they're going to struggle doing that and stopping the run because DeMarcus Lawrence is an elite or at the very least a very good run stopper. So Austin Eckler might have a field day against Cowboys defense, but we'll see. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Like I said, it's going to be most likely going to be a high scoring game. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a shootout even. I think that the score will be 34 to 30 Cowboys. I predict that the Cowboys will have a decent lead to the final minutes of the game, but I think that the Chargers will come back. But the defense will hold Justin Herbert's offense to interception to seal the game. Now, that's a crazy prediction. That's very specific. But the main point is that I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And then it's going to come down to the last play, as it usually does when it's a game <laughs> with the Cowboys and stuff. But... I think this is going to be a good game. Hopefully it doesn't become a blowout like last game, the time these two teams met Thanksgiving, but it's a whole new team for both teams, and I believe that the Cowboys can and will win this one. So, yeah, some things happened as of the last game. Actually, a lot of things, and not good things. I don't remember one good thing I remember reading about the Cowboys this week. So on Friday, it was announced that Lyle Collins will be suspended five games because he failed to show up for a drug test. You know, so I read up on this on Twitter and they said that most penalties or like punishments for that is just a fine and not a suspension. And as that, you know, crime gets a repeated offense and stuff, then it becomes a suspension, but 
he apparently missed seven tests. And, you know, he was tested 10 times a month for 18 months. That's 180 times he's been tested. And he's been, he only missed seven of them, apparently. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, obviously, I'm not saying he's innocent or he's clear. But, like, Deshaun Watson has no suspension, and he's in this league still. Even though he had more than 20 women accuse him of sexual misconduct. But Lil Collins is suspended for missing some tests, which sh- shouldn't be. He shouldn't be having the suspension for five games if, unless I'm misunder- misinformed. During the game, we knew that Michael Gallup was injured based off of him leaving the game, but Friday figured out that, or found out that he's going to be missing three to five weeks, which is another huge blow for the Cowboys offense after suffering an ankle injury. You know, while this is bad, but like, I think they can, I still believe in Cedric Wilson. I believe that he could be a good replacement, not the same, but like, he could replace, I mean, the Cowboys still have Amari Cooper. They still have CeeDee Lamb. So I think Cedric Wilson will be a good wide receiver three. But he, Gallup will definitely be missed. And Wednesday, it was announced that Demarcus Lawrence broke his foot in practice and will be out six to eight weeks. This is huge for the Cowboys defense. Because that hurts their run game, that hurts their pass rush. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is one of the huge stars of the Cowboys defense, and he has been for a long time. And for him to be out six to eight weeks, the run game is going to suffer. Defense as a whole is going to suffer. So it is very unfortunate that he is going to be missing games, but I, I don't think this is going to be the end of the world. It sure is going to be hard for the defense, but the next few weeks, like the six to eight week period that he is out, I don't, their schedule isn't that tough. I believe that that one, the Marcus Lawrence, you know, us Cowboys not having him, isn't going to influence influence the schedule, the you know the games we play that much. As in, I think. We still have a chance to win the majority of the games without him. So I'm hoping for our first win of the season and for no more suspensions and no more injuries because the last thing we need is a repeat of last season. So anyway, that's it for me. Thanks for watching. Go Cowboys.